Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. As of right now in March, we're looking at a 69% chance of a 25 basis point cut and a potential 10% chance for a 50% cut. So with them even throwing in that 10% chance for a 50% cut, that's essentially them huge. saying we are cutting and, in March. And that's going to be huge for real estate investors, for fixed income investors. Money supply is tighter the higher the interest rates are. Bonds are inversely correlated to interest rates. So when interest rates go up, face values on bonds go down. When interest rates go down, though the price of your bond goes up like a stock goes up if the company has good earnings. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the first episode of Money Moves for 2024, baby. Wow. How are we feeling? Magical. <laughs> it feels great. Are you still a little hungover? No, I'm not hungover. I'm good. The other day? Premium wines do not give you a hangover. This is true. I kept it nice and low-key. We did some goal setting as a family with the girls. Marie's pregnant belly was just getting all kinds of loving from the girls. And we just kept it mellow, man. It was yeah. a little different. Mine, uh, we went to our neighbor's house, played some card games. I was asleep at like 1040 Pacific. Time. Oh, yeah. I then was... I woke back up again at like 12.04 because... Damn, my neighbors are keeping it lit they on New Year's. Dude, I had, I had some illegal fireworks and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do them because I don't want to... I made some excuse up. I don't know what excuse I made. Bro, my neighbors are like, fuck Ryan's house. Let's let this shit go. <laughs> Liddy going into Oh my gosh. They were shooting off the ones that are like the big oh, yeah, ones the behind my house. Yeah, behind my house. It was it was like a mini fireworks well, show. So it was great. they knew that... You were getting Liddy in 2024. Billionaire right. Mindcast is getting Liddy in 2024. So they mm. were just giving you a little kickoff party. It was my, it was my like preemptive push into 24. There we go. It's a good way to start it off. Hopefully, all of you guys are having a great start to the new year. Of course, you are tuning in for all things stocks, real estate, investing, and personal finance, which we are going to give you here today. Of course, Mr. All Breedwell has an update. Today is the first, at least as we record this, the first active trading day yes. in the markets this year. So we'll give you a quick update and some insights as to what you're seeing, mm -hmm. if anything, 
I know it's a big week from reports in huge. terms of it's payroll huge. and unemployment and all kinds of stuff, which you'll talk a little bit more here shortly. Yes. I feel like there's been a lot of like stuff that I just personally wanted to, to chat with you about on current events. Absolutely. I mean, there were lots like, of sports. Lots of sports. The team, our our, the team, the our team. man, Stool Presidente. One milli. You want to talk about having some nuts. That That's dude, a big bet. That dude throws his nuts on the table pretty much all the time, if you think about it, whether it's going on TV and debating somebody about a stance or a position that he's got. Yep. It's about a belief that he has. It's about interviews the president. I mean, he's just like, I, I love Dave Portnoy from the, he's one of those people, you either like him, you don't like him. He's either your flavor or not your flavor. Yep. But I, I like people like that where I may not vibe with everything they say or or maybe like their brand, but I like a lot of their message and, and how they just go about their business, right? Yep. And he's somebody that goes about his business, has built an insane business for yes. one. Two, he's fun to watch because he's always talking shit. And three, he loves sports and I love sports. So I always like sports you know, and following gambling. people that are doing the stuff that I enjoy sports, watching and getting gambling from. Vodka um, sodas. So I thought that was cool. He put a million dollars on Michigan to win in the Rose Bowl against Alabama. Alabama yesterday. Yep. Shout out to your pops. I Sorry, know he Dad. wasn't happy on that one. Not happy. And he freaking won. And now I think he was already throwing stuff out there about his next bet in the championship game. So that's going to be fun to watch. Great football over the holidays. Great sports in general over the holidays. We got some crazy stuff that has come out in the news. Really so much in the last couple months. But we saw that the big uproar over all of the presidents that Mm -hmm. were essentially, you know... I guess, creating space for some potential hate speech and language on the left where there was a lot of people that were more conservative saying, how are you letting this happen on campus, promoting this kind of stuff? They even went in front of Congress and said some pretty insane things. And then there was a lot of calls for a resignation of these presidents of these campuses. And many of them did actually resign or things happened um, the the biggest one was the the whole Harvard yep. uh, study that or not study the uh, president Claudine Gray, um, and then there was more stuff that came out about her around plagiarizing and all kinds of crazy stuff. But as of today, she has resigned, making her the shortest tenure in Harvard's history as a president on campus. I think that speaks volumes. This is why the whole you know focus on the I'm fine with people of other ethnicities and you know different backgrounds and religious views and all that's good be mixed together, but it doesn't need to be like pushed to the forefront because it's not the most popular, you know, it's not the brightest light in the room or for lack of a better term. Um, I think everybody has a general sense of like what it means to be a good human being, how you act when you're a good person, uh, what you do when you're a generally good person. And we don't need to get like told that you're not a good person because you're not doing these extreme things and they tend to be extreme like liberal tendencies just like nobody needs to be forced to be an extreme right conservative conservative yeah. person it's just the middle is normally the best place to be and then you can fall on whatever whichever side you want to be and both those sides of those people are good people and generally are accepted as good human beings and make good decisions yeah those are the type of people that i like to be around i'm with you 100 percent. and the and- people that need to be in charge because moderation i mean it's like 
learning how to compromise is the fastest way to get things done because the idea that you're going to get things 100% your way 100% of the mm-hmm. time is just a fallacy. It's narcissism, I think. Well, um, so you have to be able to compromise or be flexible because it's um, it's just better to... to how, yeah, we can do it my way, but how can I do it my way with you and you get your way too? Yeah. Why not? I mean, if everybody was more, and I fall short of that sometimes myself, but if everybody could be more like that and our leaders could be more like that, we'd be a lot better. Well, and we've been saying this for some time and it doesn't matter what side you're on, but when the pendulum swings too far one way and it gets too extreme and you start seeing things happening in culture and society that the masses don't like naturally, they're going to find a way to swing that pendulum back. And I have been saying for some time, I believe it's going to be very interesting to see how when a lot of this far left ideology that was really promoted and celebrated in the name of whatever insert term you want into that, Mm. that that ran its course. Yeah, and the results played out as they have. And now we're starting to see the response to those things and what I'm seeing and feeling. I don't know if you guys see and feel this, but the pendulum is swinging back and it's gaining momentum pretty quickly. And so when you see right the stuff of cancel culture play out like it did in 2020 and 2021, and then 2022 and 2023 were kind of this changing of the tides. Oh, if you guys want to play that way, well, guess what? We can play that way too. We saw a lot of that in 23, and I, I think 24 is going to be the result of a lot of, we can play that game too, and now what those results are going to trail into in 2024, 2025, and beyond. I mean, Trump is another perfect example of, you know, I saw this post the other day. They have impeached Trump twice. They indicted him four times. They have charged him, previously sitting president of the United States, they've charged him 90 one times. And now they're trying to remove him from the ballot. They did it in Colorado. Back that on. got rescinded. He's back on the ballot. I think it was Rhode Island. Maine. Was, uh, Maine was the next one. And that's kind of running its course right now. Now all of a sudden you're starting to see Republicans and red states start threatening against doing the same thing to Joe Biden, right? And so in spite of all of that, I just find it very interesting, right? Like trying to swing the pendulum so far aggressive against something that they're labeling as bad, 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 bad. And yet Trump's poll numbers are currently the highest they've ever been in the history of his political career. And it just seems like there's nothing that this deep state radical left side of the aisle can do to to derail this guy. And this is just one example, right, of like extremism being rejected and numbers and results based on those things Trump is just one example, right? The president of, you know, big leadership organizations like Harvard is an example. Bud Light is an example, right? We, we're seeing more and more of this stuff play out. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what 2024 holds on that front. But I am hopeful because I like the results I'm seeing of stuff that felt like, how can anybody get behind this now? People are really being vocal and fighting back with their dollars and their words and their actions. Yeah, and it's it's refreshing to see because it's been quite some time since people were willing to kind of stand up to that because they were afraid to get, I guess, canceled. I don't know. 
I've not really ever fallen into that camp. If I if I see a spade, it's a spade. I don't care if it thinks it's a cat or a man <laughs> yeah. or a dolphin or whatever it <laughs> right. is. So I've never been in, in that camp. I mean, respectful, you know, I've never done anything to out be disrespectful to somebody just to do it. But yeah. if somebody's going to try to force something down my throat, I'm going to I'm going to refresh their memory and yeah, say, "Well, I, you can." I get a full cup of you. You can have a full cup of me. Yeah, and you better you better be careful. What <laughs> you, you better be thirsty. My coffee might be a little stronger yeah. than yours. So no, I, that, I, the thing is, they haven't. I heard we heard whispers and rumors there was going to be. Hey, you know, are they going to try to do another COVID? I don't know if they're going to try to anymore. A little late, right? Uh, we're going into spring here in in uh, about 60, 70, 70 days or so. Um, it's an election year. White House is going to do whatever they can to make Joe Biden seem as moderate and as good as he can. He's had one of his lowest polling numbers ever. Um, it it will be interesting to see if Trump does the final GOP debate. It's on CNN. They did notify him. He did qualify. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. Um, but I, I, you know, my gut tells me it's going to come down to Biden and Trump on the ticket. Um, and if that does happen... I don't think anybody's going to accept a, oh no, Biden Biden beat Trump again with even more votes this time. Uh, that just is, that's not going to line up at all. So um, it's going to be an interesting year for sure. The market's going to be really, it's got a long, fun, tumultuous journey ahead of it as well. Um, Why don't we talk about how did it, with that sentiment in mind and that path, ahead. How did the first day of the year kick off from your perspective? Was it on par, below where you expected, above? And what, what can we expect going forward as we start to see some of these reports roll out? I'm sure retail investors weren't too impressed because there's going to be profit taking generally towards the end of the uh, typical Santa Claus rally. It's the first two trading days in January and then the last, uh, I think, six in uh, December. So I think there's going to be some profit taking today. Um, that's normally indicative of the market opening lower than it closed. Um, so opening in the red and then ending in the red or slightly up with a lot of volume towards the end of the day on the uh, three major indexes. And that's what we saw today. Um, we might have follow through again on more profit taking tomorrow. So the market might be down again, but I'm still buying and bullish on the um, market definitely through the end of this month. We should see some choppiness in February, which is typical. Um, and on a calendar year, we normally see choppiness in February. Would love it if it wasn't there. Uh, we have an extra day this this year. It's a leap year. Why is February always a choppy year in the market? I I really don't know. There's not really like this is why. It just historically has been like. Um, September and sometimes a pretty bad month for yeah. stocks as well. I yeah, like know. I know in real estate, right? There's certain times seasonally that just because of, you know, the weather and most people don't want to move when it's raining or freaking snowing on the East Coast, right? Like they're slow. February, March and April can be choppy. Uh, we have taxes, you know, for everybody who waited till October to pay the taxes... Yeah. I don't know what you were smoking because your taxes are due again and they're due in April. So in three months, um, two months for our corporations in, uh, in March. Um, so yeah, I, to me, I don't really know why. I just think it's because it is. Yeah. It's almost, there's a, there's some of those weird things like, 
why do people, you know, they scoff at a 6% interest rate until interest rates get to seven and then they literally are frothing at the mouth at a six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me makes no sense because they're still way behind where they could have been. But you know, that's how, that's just how things go sometimes. Yep. So um, what I'm looking forward to is not the January meeting. I'm looking forward to the March meeting. And tomorrow is going to be a big day because we get FOMC minutes for December, which will give us even more of a peek forward of what we should expect um, as far as rhetoric at the next meeting and the um, likelihood of a cut coming in March. It's priced in right now that it's pretty much, it's 70% plus chance of a cut right now. Yeah. So based on what today's reports show, rates have an 87% chance of a pause and a 13% chance of a cut in January. Yep. Which is what I think will happen. They'll pause. <clears throat> and then as of right now in March, we're looking at a 69% chance of a 25 basis point cut and a potential 10% chance for a 50% cut. So with them even throwing in that 10% chance for a 50% cut, that's essentially them Huge. saying we are cutting for and, and, sure and- in March. And that's going to be huge for real estate investors, for fixed income investors. Uh, money supply is tighter the higher the interest rates are. Um, bonds are inversely correlated to interest rates. So when interest rates go up, bond values, face values on bonds go down. When interest rates go down, though, the price of your bond goes up like a stock goes up if mm-hmm. the company has good earnings. Um, that's because the company has to lower the coupon rate or the or the payout rate on those bonds in order to pay you the same. But in order to pay you the same, they have to give you a, a bond called trading at a premium, uh, not a discount or at face. So bond holders, this is going to be, I mean, last year was one of the best years for the the Kaka 60-40 portfolio mm-hmm. because bonds did very well yep. towards the end of the year and stocks did very well. So it's one of the best years back till the to the 80s that a 60-40 portfolio actually did very well, which is a, a typical 60 to 65, 70% equity allocation is what I do for my retirees. So I have a lot of people in that That's mix. That's a conservative, kind of moderate, vanilla... That's balanced towards growth. Okay. It's not quite growth and it's not quite balanced. I, I call it balanced towards growth. Okay. Um, it's conservative enough to to not be protect a... Protect the downside. Yeah, protect the downside enough. a little bit of that Correct. icing on top. Yeah, because it... it what. I said it last a few times ago, and I'll say it again. Bonds are the, are in my side of the world, you know, with bonds and equities, fixed income and equities. Equities are stocks. Stocks are the short, in the short term, the most volatile asset you can pretty much own, minus an option or a derivative off of a stock or something like that. But non derivative wise, a stock is the most volatile short term asset you can own, but it's the least volatile long term asset quality. Yeah, I'm talking. And bonds have the opposite. They're the least short-term volatile because it's it's debt. You're borrowing from a company. So if you borrow money from a quality company, they're going to pay you. But they tend to be long-term risky to own too much or too many of them because you leave money on the table by not owning equities. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a crossover. Okay. So um, having more money to equities long-term will make you more money, but making sure you do buffer your downside by having some money towards cash, alternatives, commodities, fixed income is smart when you're a retiree because you're not adding money likely minus dividends to right. your portfolio your active anymore. your income has gone away. Correct. And your time horizon is shortened. Yeah. It's, it's 12 months. Yeah. 
You need money every 12 months yep. to live off of. Yep. You don't have a 10, 20, 15 year time horizon, excuse me, um, that you can wait for your assets to come back. Yeah. So for, for most people, that means that if the S&P does 25%, you know, they're going to make 15, 16, 17% total return when you include dividends. But when the S&P loses 30 or 40%, they're only going to lose 15 or 14% while staying fully invested, reinvesting their yield, and then riding the market back up. That will make sure that a person doesn't fall into what's called sequence of a draws risk or shit, I took too big of a loss in my portfolio too early on and I can't recover from that. So now I'm going to run out of money, mm-hmm. uh, which is a real reality for a lot of people. Door greeters exist at, at Walmart because of this. Um, so that that type of deal is why advisors that are serious like myself use insurance products, annuities, life insurance to help stabilize sequence of withdrawals risk. It's an important thing to incorporate. It's just not sexy. I wish I could fucking say, give me, give me, give me three thousand dollars, and I'll give you a ninety-seven grand on top. You have a hundred thousand dollar portfolio. I wish I could do that, guys. Yeah, I can't. That's what real estate's for. Um, but what we can do is, if we stay consistent and we stay long term and we stay focused, and we understand doing everything is better than just doing one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually we'll have everything caught up to a point where they can supplement each other. Yeah. Or when, hey, I'm my A game is not so A right now. Maybe I could dip into my B game or my C game to help make make up for that. Add some spread, add some vertical on my uh on my real estate. So that's that's what the traditional stuff does. And I I remember looking at that chart again of where people based on their wealth have their assets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that top holding minus business assets is mutual funds and stocks, which is, I don't do mutual funds. I do ETFs, but number one business interest, they're probably business interest is a holding company of their businesses and or real estate, yep. probably commercial. Their real estate, which was, did have an asterisk that said anything that's not multi, it's all single family yep. resident was smaller. Automobiles was very small. They had life insurance. It was small. Um, lots of stocks, yep. lots of businesses, and third was real estate. Yep. And so, if you just make it to with you know with two of those three, you're gonna you're setting yourself up. But the thing that always went up was business interest or commercial real estate, stocks and or mutual funds. And the thing that always went down was their liabilities. Mm. Minus billionaires, I did think it was funny when I saw like as somebody was watching. It's another real estate investor. He pointed out the graph, and so I was looking at it again. He was like. But I did notice from the hundred million, you know, the hundred to nine hundred ninety-nine million, the bump up to billion and above, they actually their automobiles go up. Why? Probably because they're buying collectible mm-hmm. um, automobiles. And Matt knows, Matt and I combined are not at this level, but you there is a level where you buy cars. Oh, we will be. Yeah, and it's um, it's a roundabout way to kind of hide some money and move oh, yeah. money and do it very tax advantaged. So. Collectible cars uh, for ultra wealthy people are definitely a thing. Um, just, just not a. It's like art, you know. It's Why do you think it as a bond, right? Yeah, yeah. there's a, it's a very, store of value that the, some people just like looking at it and having it in their garage. Other people like you know looking in a there's a TD Ameritrade account. There's a reason that one of the largest art depositories in the world is in uh, Switzerland. And why people buy art that they've never seen and they just store it there in a tax haven and the art's hundreds of millions of dollars and then just lock it up into this piece of... That could be yeah. a very interesting uh, topic of discussion yeah. on what some of the 
ultra wealthy do. And we can save that for another day. But I think it is a, a perfect example of first and foremost, if you haven't had these kind of discussions with your financial advisor, or you're, you're not reworking your plan every year based on the fact that you know the Monopoly board game of the market we played last year is going to be different than the Monopoly market board game we play this year in yeah. 2024. Hence, your strategy needs to shift and tweak a little bit to meet the market where it's at, also based on what your investment goals are. And there is like the complacency that people have with their investment strategies and plans is ultimately what breeds mediocrity. And it's one of those things where my investment strategy two years ago didn't work last year. And my investment strategy last year is going to look a little bit different this year based on what the market is giving me. So if you haven't taken advantage of just connecting with Ryan and his amazing team, know that um, any of our Millionaire Mindcast listeners can connect with him by texting the word X-Ray to 844-447-1555. If you've got an existing portfolio and you want him to review it with a fine-tooth comb and talk strategy and shop around things like that. That was just a little scratch of the surface on what we talk about, at least selfishly on my plan. But I know you do this with all your clients. Um, you guys can take advantage of that and connect with Ryan and his team by texting that word X-ray to 844-447-1555. So I'll dig digress off of that. But going back to what you were seeing to start the year, and ultimately, we've got non-farm payroll. We've got private payroll. We've got unemployment. Are there any other reports coming out this week that are going to be important for the market? I don't know. I just started there. FOMC is coming out tomorrow. And like yep. I said, that's going to give us a good... Most likely a pause. Yeah. Uh, I, unemployment rate, I, I would love to see it at 3.8% or higher. I do want it to go up. Sorry, y'all. Uh, but it will make the Fed it's happy. The, it's what the market needs. It's what the Fed wants. Yeah. And what the Fed wants right now is what they're going to get. Yeah. Because uh, I want the cuts. It's for the greater good. Um Non-farm, and yeah, non-farm. I want non-farm to be thin, uh, unemployment to go up if it can, initial claims and continuing claims to stay flat or or uh, um, and continuing claims to go up and initial claims to go up slightly. But we want kind of a little bit of bad news is good news right now because it lets the Fed know that the market's kind of slowed down and they really it's not popping back up. Um, but man, if I was a real estate investor, I would be really listening to the minutes tomorrow because it's going to drive your year uh, very much the rate cuts are. Um, it, pretty much within a couple weeks after the first cut, there is going to be a flood of people getting back into the real estate market. Refinancement, there's going to be a refinance boom again yep. because there's a ton of mortgages at, at six plus percent rates that will be that will be able to get sub six. Um, so, hey, shout out to bottle services. You're going to be busy again soon. Lenders are going to have some money. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it it's going to be a great year, a, a better year to be a realtor than I think it was in the back half of 22. I think the front half of 22 was super bad, but I think yeah, the was, back half is a little bit dry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then all of last year was just carnage yeah. for most people that yeah. were in the industry, barely trying to survive, let alone figure out a way to thrive in that market. But that being said, that's why when you're not plugged into only having one option for how you make money and how you build wealth and how you oh, there today. will ultimately you make sure? your decisions around your wealth building and what you do and don't do, this is where it becomes critical to being tapped into the right conversations. 
and making sure that you're really connected to, and whether it's a coach, it's a community, it's a podcast, right? It's, It's an accountability group of friends that are all sharing in similar common goals. I think now more than ever is a very important time to, if you want to get fat and happy during this time of chaos, you got to be front and center, sleeves rolled up, hands ready to get dirty, get in the trenches and know that there's these little small windows of time that you have to capitalize on. I mean, like I'm going, if it, if I said you have to work 10 times as hard this year, but you're going to make a hundred times the amount of return and growth over the next decade. Most people would go, yeah, absolutely. That's a no brainer. But most people don't comprehend that this is the window of opportunity we're coming into right now. Agreed. And they're going to have to, whenever you're going to be successful, you're going to have to realize that listening to the masses or following the crowd is not a way that people that are successful became successful. Yeah. They set themselves apart by doing something that was different or doing something that pushed the limits or lines in a positive way. Um, and so you're going to have to take a, a leap and a bound forward and be willing to fail, uh, fail forward, like we say, and um, be willing to push the envelope. Because if you don't do that, you're not, you can't expect and shouldn't expect to get any different result than somebody else around you that's doing the exact same thing because you're doing the same thing that they're doing. Yep. Um, start, Matt starting a podcast wasn't easy. When I first started talking on the podcast, it wasn't easy. When I first did my first financial review, it wasn't easy. When I set up my first investment account, it was a little bit nervous. When I went through my first market cycle, it wasn't easy. The first time you do anything, it's not easy. But it's who can do it, continue to do it, improve upon it, and be successful while you do it. And you have to be willing to to push yourself in order to do that. Absolutely. So you and I were just talking a little bit before the show on the community, on the podcast, on your business, on yourself, in terms of like, you and I are very opportunistic, optimistic thinkers. We've got vision and foresight. Therefore, oftentimes we skate to the where we think the puck is going. We build up our skills along the way to be able to capitalize on that, build, grow, and reset the floor there and do it all over again, right? So with that being said, where do you see the biggest opportunity for yourself or your business or your clients that you're focused on in 2024? Um, I think that, like I was saying to you earlier, my goal for myself is I I find the most value and I get the most opportunity when I can run into successful business owners or real estate investors that are listening to the show or have just come on the show, they hear us talking, they're looking for somebody that they can trust, uh, invest time into and get results for it. And maybe in my world, looking for an advisor or a trusted advisor that they just, they want to take that leap and they don't know how to. I'm hoping that I can find a hundred more people this year through that are that fit that mold. So working with some higher net worth or more established or maybe people with some great momentum growing and Which is scaling. My, yeah, we're essentially finding more people on the podcast that are like my book of business that I have outside the podcast. My typical client is high net ultra high net worth. So mm-hmm. net worth of $25 million or, or more. Yep. Um, those are the typical people that I tend to work with. I like working with everybody, but those are the typical people that I work with. And then just educating people more because there's there's a rise of... Um, 
I want to try to find a way to 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 spin the whole. Well, I can, yeah. Generally, getting investment or financial information off social media is bad. But have you ever listened to Money Moves? Have you ever listened to Matt or Ryan talk? Yeah, because they actually give out quality advice. They haven't. Matt has a way that you can connect with him so you can learn about commercial and real estate investing. Ryan has a way you can connect with him so he can educate you on how to do uh, uh, regular investing, uh, traditional investing, life insurance. And But they, they meet every week and they have quality information on what they're seeing, why they're seeing it. They give us the background of what they're doing and they talk normal stuff. Yeah. So I want to flip on the head because there's is, there is a lot of bad... Uh, TikTok, you know, influencers oh, and, and Instagram people. And, um, and most of it circles around life insurance on my side of the street. A lot of yeah. it's on syndication for yep. yours. Yep, yep. Um, but the, there's just a lot of people that could get weeded out and it would make our lives easier. But I'm hoping that we can become a louder voice and a, a bigger presence so that people can have a space to go safely listen if they want to take it a step further, they can. If they don't want to take it a step further, they don't have to. But every single week, we're going to be here. Every single week, we're given the same quality of information. And they'll leave a little smarter, a little Correct. more equipped, a little more empowered to go out and take that next step. And, and honestly, yeah. your, you, your, your answer and my answer are pretty much the same thing, but just in our own context and lanes. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Yeah. Mine was one thing that I'm really, you know, everybody has heard and been listening to the podcast. I know maybe you've been reaching out. Some of you have adopted it. So big shout out to, to you. Uh, those of you that are, are using the same mantra of go to war in 2024. But one of my big kind of intentions behind that was community and connection. Mm -hmm. Like as I reflected back on really what got me to where I'm at, today, a big chunk of that was the communities I was learning and growing and being challenged in and being accountable to and that I was inspired by. And those connections and relationships led to deal flow, 
led to people funding deals for me, led to me learning and growing as an individual, whether that was personally in commercial real estate, you know, in my area of expertise and industry, or that was as a husband or as a father. And so as I was thinking about where I'm doubling down in a really big way in 2024 is community and connection. This Money Moves episode is one very large pillar of our stool of the Millionaire Mindcast family mm. that adds value consistently. And like you said, creates a space for people to learn, grow, connect, be empowered, be inspired, and most importantly, just be educated. Yep. Because there's a lot of stuff that people aren't talking about on a daily basis that could either steer you down the wrong path or help you avoid a lot of heartache and mistakes and get to the real outcome that you desire a whole lot faster. So I'm really focused and doubling down on um, on community for our Millionaire Mindcast family. And then obviously you've got kind of the you know markets and stocks and investments and life insurance on that side, which is our X-ray um, that allows you to connect with Ryan and his team. And then on my side... You know, I'm launching my 25-person very intimate mastermind. This isn't to create some thousands of person community. We want intimate, small, adding value, connecting, doing deals together, unlocking that next level of commercial real estate investment, and then a larger educational component to it. Um, and if you guys want to know more about that, you can text the word commercial to 844-447-1555 or better yet, just go to myfirst50k.com and you can see what we're rolling out there. But again, that's all focused on community. Community and connection is going to unlock more doors for everybody. It's going to bring that win-win opportunity for everybody. Yep. If your customers are coming to you and you're helping them win, of course you're going to be winning. If I got people coming to me to learn how to do commercial real estate and I'm teaching them how to find deals and analyze them and put the deals together... I know I'm going to win at some point as a result of that. So it's one of those things where I think the people that are really focused on instead of going out to broad communities, finding the communities you can actually get intimate with people and like really go deep with them because those are the relationships I think that are most transformative and change your life. I agree. And people always love to be around other people that help them because they like it. 100%. Yep. Helpers help, you know, the Go-Giver book is a popular yep. concept and good book because that... That idea of uh, giving, 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 giving with not the expectation, but the knowledge that if you continue to do that, that it'll come back. That's that's a good that's a good idea and great mindset to be in. 100%. So if you're in our Millionaire Mindcast family, if you're in our community, just know that we're focused on serving you in 2024, building deeper connections, better content, more education, more value, and of course, more opportunity for you to go out and get that quantum leap on your wealth building journey. So don't forget the number one thing that will help us do that to impact more people is to leave a review. One of the things that we are heavily focused on is not subscribes, is not going to this website or buying this thing. It's all about reviews. And that is the one way that you can help us get this out in front of more people, share this episode with somebody take 60 seconds, leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on. Of course, you know, you can always check out everything else at millionairemindcast.com. And with that being said, guys, we cannot wait to rock in 2024 with you. We got a lot of updates that will come out from this week's reports that we'll report back on to you guys next week. And with that being said, if you have any questions, shoot those in at 844-447-1555. X-ray to connect with Ryan and his team. 
commercial to connect with my team. And of course, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Money Moves. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. And if you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're gonna get entered into win a $100 gift card. Also, don't forget to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. What we have found by offering this out is most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective, or really, in most cases, overcharged and whether or not their current investment and financial plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish. And this is something that Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that. Again, that's x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you're an accredited investor and you're not on my deals list, be sure to text the word deals to 844-447-1555 to be notified of the private investment offerings my team and I put out. And last, don't forget to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family at millionairemindcast.com. Whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, calculators, the Rich Life Planner for those looking to take their goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great and valuable tools available at millionairemindcast.com. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week's episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.